Blog Talk Radio. to another episode of The Mystical Matchmaker. I am your host, matchmaker, and dating coach, Marla Martinson. Welcome, welcome. I'm also the author of the memoir, Diary of a Beverly Hills Matchmaker, Hearts on the Line, and my spiritual memoir, The Buddha Made Me Do It, A Field Guide to Enlightenment. So I'm so glad that you've joined us today. Today is going to be a really hot topic. I was actually on Facebook this morning in one of the matchmakers groups, and this very subject was coming up. One of the matchmakers had this issue with one of her female clients and everyone's weighing in and everybody's putting their the links to their articles on the subject and their podcasts on the subject. So it's a big deal. And uh, so I'm going to talk about this. Well, I'm going to dig into it. All right. So my special guest today is my dear friend, Susan Allen, amazing coach. She is uh, the creator of Heart Space Solutions so that you can learn how to create the most loving, intimate, and passionate relationships possible. She's developed unique tools and skills that will allow you to create the deepest level of desire, romance, understanding, peace, and cooperation. And guess what? She offers a complimentary one-hour private telephone session. Everybody can do it. I did it, and it changed my life. I also worked with Susan uh, Moore. I dove in with her program, and and you can if you want, but there's no obligation. Just that one hour will really change things for you. But one of the subjects that we we get a lot, uh, you know, I hear a lot of, and I went through it myself, was this thing about ghosting, or now there's a new... um, uh, phrase called breadcrumbing, where a guy will throw you a little bone and then he'll, you know, disappear. And uh, I'm going to bring Susan on right now. I'm going to say hello. Hey, Susan, how are you doing? Hi, great to be on the show. Thanks, Marla. You're welcome. Well, today's going to be pretty juicy because um, I'm going to, I had a, a, a gal who contacted me and I'm just going to read you her email, everybody. And Susan's going to, um, give us the skinny mini on this. So we're going to go with Jane and John Doe, all right? (laughs) So listen to this, ladies. Listen to this. Okay, I met John on a dating site last summer. We hit it off from the get-go. At the beginning, he was reticent about getting involved due to distance, and at the time I was working and caregiving for my mother who was diagnosed with a terminal illness. She since has unfortunately passed away. Okay, so she goes on to say, I got attached to John during the next year and a half, and we met in person a few times. We regularly communicated via text, email, and occasionally the phone. He talked about engagement and marriage early on, and he said that he was never so certain about something as he was with this in his entire life. He often expressed how much he loved me, and I could tell it was real. I also felt it was a karmic connection. However, he didn't follow through on his words, which continuously left me disappointed and grieved. 
there were several gaps between our uh, connections, and I had a sense that he may have been dating a couple of women casually close to home or had been in two- or three-month relationships at the time. I did reach out to him about three times when there were gaps in his communication. He was always there whenever I reached out and started up about how the seeds of our love was just about to sprout. And he was a real charmer, and he knew all the right words to say. He sent me a Merry Christmas text before Christmas, and I explained to him that this method of communication and lack thereof was not working for me. I know that justice is not mine to meet out, but he needs to learn a lesson that his behavior is inappropriate and negatively impacts others. I called him on it, and then he said, okay, I get it, Sister Mary judgment call. Needless to say, I haven't heard from him since. Why did he show so much interest at the beginning and sweet talk me? I could not understand his intentions, and why the heck come on so strong? Not a week goes by where I don't think about him, I don't know whether this relationship was ever meant to be long-term or sustainable, but I often wonder whether we will cross paths again and make something of the relationship. So, Susan, this is what I want to add. You know, so many women, and I used to do this myself in my 20s and 30s when I was dating, and even when a guy shows us his actions, he's certainly less than madly in love, seems wishy-washy. We still wonder is, is he secretly and madly in love with us, but somehow he's just not acting like it? We ask our girlfriends, dating coaches, psychics. I know of one woman who repeatedly went to psychics for a few years asking if a certain guy had feelings for her or not. Or not. He was clearly so this just This is excruciating to even listen to. You know, this is so okay. excruciating. So let's cut, yes. let's cut through all let's this CRAP quickly, all right? All right. So first of all, there's no question that the lady who wrote this was very confused. Yes. There's no question that she desperately needs relationship skills. There's no question that she was desperate at a difficult time in her life with the illness, serious illness, and subsequent death of her mother. However, to believe all of this was being done to her as if she were an unwitting victim, doesn't serve her and isn't even true. So why would you allow yourself to be in this situation, I believe you said, for one and a half years? This is a situation that deserves about four months. Uh-huh. Number two. I think she said six. Okay, I don't remember the length. But no, okay, I believe ahead. you said one and a half years somewhere in this. Okay. But if I'm wrong, I regret it, you know? Okay. But just the information is. A situation right. like this, where it's a long-distance relationship, it has a very low, low percentage of success. Yes. As my mother used to say, You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder for somebody else. They're just, you know, they're not around. They're not around. If you're looking for a committed relationship, the person who's not able to get on the airplane is not the person you're going to find it with. The odds are very low, so just be aware of that. This is, you know, this is like a wake-up call. This is an opportunity for those of you who are listening to this to be Rational and practical, because that's what's required in life. 
Terrible things happen to people who are not rational and practical. Terrible things. They don't survive. So it's really important to wake up and understand this. So if you're getting a lot of texts, a lot of emails, and few phone calls, the thing I say is, is he married? Mm-hmm. Now, I know that he has a busy life. She has a busy life. People who are interested make a lot of phone calls. A lot of phone calls. If you're really attached to somebody, if you're really in love with somebody, you want to hear the sound of your voice. You certainly want to be having phone sex, if nothing else, when you're at a distance. So is and he married kind of is the guys, very first and, question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she didn't say anything about Skyping or FaceTiming or phoning, right? Right. Texts and emails. So that's the first yeah. question. A, a is he married? Calls, not many. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm saying, is he married? Yeah. Okay. Is he married? Is he committed to someone else? Is this his idea of porn fun? Mm-hmm. Is this his, his idea of getting emotional support? Because he's getting emotional support from her, he's getting some affectionate support from her. People will say anything to make themselves feel better. I don't judge them. I know, Marla, I heard a lot of judgments from you, the old habit, so I want to really <laughs> caution you. Don't yeah. do it, and certainly don't spread it to your listeners because it will only right. get them in trouble. The truth is that when she found that there were gaps, and she yes. reached out, and he was there. Tragically, she didn't know how to sweetly motivate. That's what was missing here. How to okay. sweetly motivate someone. Motivate. If, and it's a big if, they can be motivated. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody's married, they can't be motivated. They're already committed. Right. Until they decide they don't want to be married to that person anymore. Maybe they want to switch over and be married to you. Who knows? But when they're married to that person and they're texting and emailing and they're few and far between with phone calls, your only opportunity is to motivate them. And if they can't be motivated, move on. Okay. Because and what if they're not saying, quote, it's happened, yeah, it's happened to me a lot in the past, the mm-hmm. same thing, but these guys were not married. I know that. But, okay, so. so you're absolutely positive that they were not committed to another woman. They weren't yes. living with someone. They were engaged to yes. somebody. They didn't have someone right. else who called him her boyfriend. Right. Now, I wonder how positive change? any of us can be of that. I doubt it. Uh-huh. You know, I really, truly doubt it because, you know, I married a guy, and it turned out my first husband had a girlfriend who thought she was engaged to him, even though she wasn't. Mm-hmm. She'd made it up in her head. And when I was engaged, the, the, the final time so far, at least, that I've been engaged, there was a woman who had actually bought herself a you know, cubic zirconia ring and pretended to be engaged to the guy who had bought me a diamond ring. So there are all sorts right. of crazy people around. And I really wonder, can you know for sure if this person is really available? And if it's a long-distance relationship, you cannot. So be aware. Right. Right. I take a very dim view of people's assumptions that they know. I take a very dim view of people feeling like victims when they don't even do their due diligence to find out, right? So the situation with her, and this is really important, in every single case with someone who is not available, 
in a sense, how do you know that someone is not available? Mm-hmm. When you complain, this isn't working for me, or when mm-hmm. you express anger, or when yeah. you do what someone that I know called cold turkey, just pulled away, right? When I did yeah, it. that's ghosting now, there wasn't, ghosting or cold turkey. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. enough of my needs, oh, enough of my needs weren't met. I didn't do it precipitously. I didn't just disappear. I said, look, you know, I mm-hmm. just can see that we have different needs and I can see that, mm-hmm. you know, you just don't have the time to be in a different kind of relationship with me and that's what works for me. Anyway, so he mm-hmm. called it cold turkey, even though, Okay. I certainly wouldn't call that, but we can't legislate how people feel, can we? Right. So the bottom line is when you pull away from somebody that you want more with and they weren't really available in the first place, I mm-hmm. tell you, they will pull away. Right. So just be aware of that. So if you really want more of a relationship with somebody and you honestly believe that this person cares for you, and you have yeah. evidence that this person cares for you. And evidence means you have evidence that they've compromised to make you happy. And that is yeah. the key here. Has someone compromised to make you happy? Is someone willing to give you something, even if it's not comfortable for them? Right. What they is can it that they're willing all to they give want. You? They can say they can that's say, right. uh, oh, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me and I've never felt this way and da 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 but it's it, the actions, like you're saying, the compromise that what are they doing? That uh, Right, but again right. notice how judgy you just were. Ah, you're judging again. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm saying uh, this I'm I'm going into this gal's situation where she says he sweet talked her, he told her he was the best she was the best thing believing that it's the actions that are going to show you is what I'm trying to get at. Well, I'm, I'm, I know, but I'm sorry to remind everybody that when somebody tells me I'm the best thing that's ever happened to him. Right. That's when I say, if it's true, I feel the same way. Which weekend of next month can we get together? Darling. Yes. Yeah. I don't judge him angry. Right. I'm not worried, frightened, unable to trust. I'm able to move forward. And in moving forward, I'm either moving forward, you know, a re- relationship recipe with me is a basic three options, A, B, C. Okay. You've got someone who's capable of emotional love, which really heals That means you have to have the ability to love and be loved and a strong connection for love to be expressed and received. Notice there's no victim story there. Right. The second is sexual love, which heals too. This requires physical proximity, and some small amount can be phone sex during long-distance involvement. But notice that Uh I'm calling it a long-distance involvement. Right. Not a relationship. It's only a long-distance relationship if there's enough physical touch each month to satisfy yeah. both partners. And the third one, a lot of these situations could be, because they've been for me, a deep, loving friendship, which provides emotional support, 
when for one reason, ten reasons, you're not going to become that person's sex partner. You're not going to become that person's life partner. There's nothing wrong with friendship as long as you call it by its name. Right. Right? And, yeah, and, and what about when hmm? it's not, okay, sorry, did you have something to add there? Well, I, I was going to say, the big I was issue, say the, what, you, mm-hmm. uh-huh. okay, I was going to say, what about if, it's, if they're not long distance? So, for instance, we had, you and I, we were out one night at a party and we were talking to this lovely mm-hmm. gal and, and we really got to talk to her for about an hour and she was telling us about two, a couple guys she was dating and they were local but they were uh, also, she was feeling like a victim, and they were doing the same thing. They, they'd text her and then say, let's get together, but then they never followed up. And she says, yeah, but I'm waiting, or I, I went to the airport to pick you up, but you weren't there. Or then she was getting upset, and she was And, you know, her problem. Text, right? No, but her problem is her vibrational state was highly unbalanced. Mm-hmm. So no okay. stable, successful man can be yeah. in a relationship with a woman whose vibrational state is so scattered and so moody. Mm -hmm. And she was able to have a few hot dates with very successful men. Right. And again, I'm going to say it a third time so everyone listening really hears this. And it is also true about those of us who are successful, grounded women. We have zero tolerance for flakiness. You become the company you keep. If you are going to allow yourself to be in a relationship with someone who is just flaky, you will become unseated yourself. And I've spoken in the past with you, Marla, about this guy that I dated very briefly who everyone in Santa Barbara wanted to have a relationship. So I thought, oh, well, why not? You know, if he wants me, why not, right? Because he's a tantric master. And he was crazy about me. I mean, absolutely wanted to spend the rest of his life with me, and I kept changing the subject. Because what I found about him was that he's very, very flaky and very, very scared and very ungrounded. And here's a guy who is such a tantric master, so in his heart, so in his soul, that during sex he was able to send a ball of light from his heart into mine. I saw the ball of light. I saw it. And I still didn't have the slightest love as a potential partner for him. I feel love for him as a person. We're good friends. I've helped him in his last relationship. I've helped him in his relationship before that, and I've helped him in his current relationship. But I have absolutely, you know, that was it. I had no desire. I thought, okay, well, I've had the miraculous experience. Now I can move on. Thank you very much. Because yeah. flaky's flaky. Yeah, and then what the the this gal did, both gals that we're talking about, was send a you know scolding text. And I love right. how, and that will never work because the guy's going to get on the defensive and who you know. So you had said right. you had given her brilliant advice when we were sitting there, and I said, Susan, what should she have written back instead of saying, well, you da 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 da, and you. Uh, you, you know, you have some great lines, that, ways of responding. Well, sure. If you yeah. want to motivate someone, then you have to, A, notice your part in this. 
And it's very important, instead of thinking that I've been ghosted or I've been breadcrumbed, you know, I love that expression too, or I've been Hansel and Gretel, they're giving me just enough so that I'll stay on the hook. Okay, fair enough. But why am I on the hook? What are enough of my needs that are being met? And I would really encourage everybody to understand it's just about needs. If enough of my needs are met, I'm there. If enough of my needs are not met, I'm gone. Same for any man in my life. All these years, same story. We've all seen, most of us by now have seen when Harry met Sally, the whole drama about, you know, that second person was only supposed to be his interim girlfriend. How could he possibly propose to her? Well, he proposed to her because she was everything he ever longed for. Why did 16 men propose to me? I certainly was not in love with 16 men. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in love with, I don't know, 10 of them, 12 of them, 14 of them, 15 of them, right? Right. But the bottom line is they took one look at me, most of them, and said, oh, baby, that's for me. And they didn't have the capability of thinking more deeply about it. Right. So you motivate and inspire somebody by noticing what you did that didn't work. So for the woman we met at that party, it would have been Bob, or in her case, Dr. Bob, you know. Bob, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I can imagine that last night when I had three martinis, I may not have been as peaceful and fun as I had been last week when we saw each other. And I deeply regret that. And I look forward to seeing you again and will only be drinking a few glasses of wine, period. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, fondly and her name. Yeah. Any other flavor of, you know, dear Bob or, or Bob, it was so great seeing you last night. I had such an incredible time. I know that the next time I see you, we'll have even more fun. Yeah. So it's all about what's in it for them, what's in it for them, that's how you motivate people. Yes. Yeah, not giving snarky uh, remarks and, and back and forth. I mean, that's just a killer. Never. There with those, those Never. Kind of texts. Um, yeah, I love I love that. So, um, yeah, and, and we do tend to, women can tend to play the victim, and the guy is doing this and the guy is doing that, but I love how you say that we are really in control. We need to be grounded, uh, not allow ourselves to be treated a certain well, way that now, we don't want to have our, second. right? Okay. But you're not in control. There's no control. You have power of our, if of you our have skills. Reactions. No? Okay. Right. Well, you, you know, most people don't have any control over their own reactions because they don't have any skills. Most people yeah. don't have <laughs> any control over anybody else because they don't have any skills. So we're talking yeah. about having a free session with me, acquiring yeah. some skills, developing some power. Yeah, now, I, 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 I was okay. thinking about a conversation I had with someone in a very similar situation. I said, well, I can see you the weekend of such and such or the week of such and such. And there was yeah. just dead silence. I said, oh, I guess I miscalculated. And I said out loud, well, I guess I miscalculated. Mm-hmm. And again, there was dead silence. Like, okay. So this person is enjoying whatever he's enjoying. And he's not mm-hmm. ready or at least on that moment in that conversation, he wasn't ready to jump in. So now he's thinking about it. 
What does that mean right. for him? What does that mean? Because it is long distance. So what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I don't have any yeah. control over him. He doesn't have any control over me. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But you well, have to and, have given mm-hmm. up the story about being a victim to be able to function at the level at which I function. It is not possible to function at the level at which I function where I actually authentically motivate people if I have even 1% of a belief that somebody is effing me over or doing it to me. Chance in hell that you're going to get any traction. And what's missing here, all of this is about, and you're talking about it from the women's point of view, she is unable to generate momentum in a relationship. Right. She wants right. to and move that's... it along quickly. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're a human being living in a body. So I used to say to people, when I was a kid, 1920, I would say to myself, okay, I'll give him four years if I'm really crazy about this guy. So my very mm-hmm. first lover, four years. My second lover, yeah. four years. Then I said to so now I'm, you know, what, at 20-something, 23, whatever. Yeah. So I said to the next guy, if I were younger, we would have four years to see if this was it. But I'm <laughs> older, so now I'm going to give it two years. Yeah. <laughs> so that took me until I was, you know, in my 40s. Then uh-huh. I said, okay, now I'm going to see. Now I'm going to give it a year. Yeah. So by the time it was you know, time for my second marriage, six months into it, he said he wanted to marry me. And six months into it, I said, okay, let's get married. Now, it was a mistake. He was a bad guy. And he was a psychotherapist who had great skills at uh, lying and God knows what. But still, Mm -hmm. I didn't waste that much time. And then I did marry him. And I got out of it just under the sixth year because I kept looking for what was going on and looking. Otherwise, people stay in a marriage for 15, 20 years. Right. A dead, lifeless marriage where two wooden people are living in a house together. Yeah. Not what you want to do if you understand you're a human being living in a body. You can experience eternal love. I have and do love a man who's no longer alive. He is no longer alive, therefore he's not my life partner, right? Right. So I'm looking for my perfect life partner now using all the skills that I teach, and there are a lot of them. And the thing that you want to notice about this lady and also the lady that we met at the party, Marla, is that they're not using the basic overarching skill of focusing on what they do want because they're in fear, anger, and sadness. I'm not. Now, do I go into any of those for a few minutes at a time? I can. I'm alive. I'm human. Yeah. Can I feel angry? Notice I'm angry. Get out of it. Can I feel sad? Notice I'm sad. Get out of it. Can I feel Mm -hmm. scared or worried? Notice I'm there. Get out of it. Yes, you have four and a half minutes maximum before your life starts to fall apart. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is serious stuff. When I catch you, Marla, and say, hey, you're doing that victim thing, I am doing that because your life 
will show the effect of worry or hopelessness or anger or frustration. It's true for every single person that's listening. Oh, yeah. I was so deep into that whole victim mode and and not in control of my reactions and bickering until I worked with you. And then it took me a while to, you know, get it and then not get it and then get it. And now it's been a couple of months where everything has just clicked and and, um, I'm really on it. So we are coming to the end of the show. I can't believe it. See, it goes so fast. But everybody, you can have a free session with Susan an hour uh, the links are in the show notes. Uh, it's www.heartspacesolutions.com. And Susan, do you want to uh, quickly say your phone number? Somebody can call you directly. You bet. You bet. 314-1200, 818-314-1200. You can text me. You can call me. And I just got a lovely, lovely message from Facebook Messenger from somebody mm-hmm. um Marla, that you know. So I'm really delighted. I'm offering her a free session on Monday. And so we're going to clear up all this confusion. Because what I want everybody who's listening to this show to understand is you think you're having a love affair, and most long-distance involvements are not love and not an affair. Right. It's like the cherry on the Sunday, but it's not the Sunday. Or it's like the nuts. In many cases, it's the nuts on the Sunday, (laughs) but it's not the Sunday. (laughs) All right. right. Thank you so much. Everybody also go to my website, MarlaMartinson.com, and get your free self-love guided meditation and positive affirmation ebook. And much love, everybody. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Susan. Bye now. Thank you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.